Thanks for listening to the RTS Washington Faculty Podcast. I'm Timo Sazo, Director of Admissions and Executive Producer and Editor of this podcast. In this episode, I ask Tommy Keen about what makes a good seminary paper. Tommy, you have told me many times that your favorite task as a professor is to read and grade um, <laughs> students' papers. So most of us, um, seminary students or those who've been through seminary have struggled to, to write good, even decent uh, exegetical papers or seminary papers. You've written a little bit, you've reflected on what makes a good seminary paper. Could you share some of those things? Could you point us in the right direction as we try to perform well for you? <laughs> and others, and other. You caught me at a good time because I've spent most of my morning grading seminary papers. Uh, and I, I know you're being tongue in cheek. In fact, uh, I, think, I think sometimes that my, my blog is titled signandshadow.com and there's a, there is a post there on how to write a seminary paper. And, but if I was honest about the title, it would be gripes that I have about student papers. Like that's sort of what generates the content of the blog. Um, but in, in any case, uh, you know, to your question, I think the, the key... I don't mean this as mean as it sounds, okay? But the key to like writing a good paper is to realize that no one wants to read your paper. It's kind of like one of what one of the soldiers tells Blythe in a in a band of brothers uh, that the key to surviving is knowing that you're already dead. I mean, the key to writing a good paper is is knowing that no one wants to read it. It is a academic paper. That's its genre. It is it is work for you, and it is work for your reader because it's designed to, it's, its purpose is to make an argument and uh, throw in all of the details necessary to make that argument. It's heavy stuff and it requires effort. And so the key to doing that well is actually to make it as easy on your reader as possible. Uh, and that should drive everything that, every decision that you make. Like, how do I make this easy to appropriate? Because no one, no one wants to be here. Your spouse doesn't want to read your paper. I don't want to read your paper. You know, your friends don't want to read your paper. It's, um, it's work. And what you want to do is make that as pleasant a, a prospect as possible. So first payoff to this point would be have a good thesis. If you have a good thesis, everything else will naturally fall into place. And even, even those things that are struggles for you, uh, maybe, your, maybe your grammar is not great. Uh, maybe you have a hard time doing research and knowing what research to include. Maybe you get bogged down in the details of citation. Regardless of all of those things, if you have a good thesis, the reading experience is going to be more pleasant. And so your paper is going to just be better. And some of those other things are going to fall into place. So three key items for having a good thesis. One, your thesis needs to be clearly identifiable. Like I need to know what your thesis is. This is not a mystery novel. Do not wait till the end to unveil your thesis in some sort of dramatic moment. Uh, tell me right up front, uh, this is what I'm going to be talking about. A great way to start the paper. I know the poets will hate this and the engineers will love it. But you poets, the gr a great way to kind of clearly identify your thesis is to say something like, the thesis of this paper is uh, fill in the blank. Actually, one 
a great way to write an introductory paragraph is to have a kind of posed question that you then answer. So pose a question. What is the significance of the word eclectos in 1 Peter 1.1? What is Peter getting at with that word? You know, something very specific, pose that question and then answer it. Don't wait till the end to answer it. Answer it. Your second sentence can be your answer to that question. Your answer to the question is your thesis. So you've got the question that you're going to ask and your answer to that question in your thesis. Um, and it's clearly identifiable. Everybody knows where we're going. You've, what you've done is you've set a roadmap for your reader and you've told them where you're going. And now they're well-equipped to appropriate everything that you do in the rest of your paper. So that's the first thing, clearly identifiable thesis. Show us the roadmap, show us where we're going. Second, your thesis needs to be specific. Uh, it needs to be as specific as possible. Be wary of things like, I am going to explore 1 Peter 1, 1 through 5. That's not a specific thesis. Um, uh, what I'm going, if, if you have a thesis like, today we're going to explore this passage and see what Peter means by it, then what I'm going to be expecting from your paper is actually a lengthy kind of wandering through the passage. And usually in my experience, that's actually what I get, uh, uh, like a this was interesting to me, and this was interesting to me, and this was interesting to me, and then kind of a, an attempt to summarize all those interesting bits at the end. And that's more of a, a, a wandering through the wilderness kind of paper, and they're not fun to read because I don't know where we're going. So keep your thesis as specific. Can you prove this yes or no? Uh, should be a question that you're asking. Make an argument, make a claim, for which you can present evidence that your claim is true. So keep uh, have a clearly identifiable thesis and have that thesis be as specific as possible. And three, this is kind of bonus points, but three is your thesis should be interesting. Uh, now, interesting is sometimes in the eye of the beholder, but uh, under as a general rule, I kind of say, if you are interested in the topic, then other people will find it interesting. You know, you know how when like kids come to you and they're they find this this idea really interesting. They're really excited about something, the Lego creation that they built, and you're not super excited about the Lego creation that they built in and of itself, but the fact that they are so excited makes you excited. So in this analogy, uh, you are the child. Find something that you're excited about. Find something that you want to write about, maybe because you're curious, maybe because you've got a sermon to preach on that topic the next week, uh, maybe because you've always wondered how to solve or resolve this paradox. Find something that you're excited about and let that drive the kinds of questions that you ask and the type of paper that you write. If you're excited about it, it's likely that your readers will pick up that excitement and share it with you. Um, so find something that's, that's actually interesting. Don't ask, what might my teacher find interesting? Ask, what do I find interesting? Where's a puzzle I can solve? What's an issue that I have here? And let that then drive your decision-making process. 